Welcome to another episode of Three Men and a War Game. And this is a special-ish episode because we're going to do something new. Hooray! Uh, this is Chops. Also, hooray. <laughs> uh, this is Potter. Hooray for boobies? Sure. <laughs> well, duh. Yeah, I can, I, can, uh, I can endorse that message. You can endorse that? <laughs> I think we can all get on board with that. That's right. Because, because no matter what, that's awesome. Now that we've had that, we've gotten that out of the way because now that's that, always important. Yeah, now that all the women listening have turned it off, let us, let us go. Hey, we kept it positive. We said we appreciate it. We, we didn't do. say anything it's true. bad. It's true. No demeaning. No demeaning. Three men are so misogynistic. <laughs> Hey, don't make it worse, Potter. You're digging a hole. All, all please, emails. Please send all complaints to C. Potter. Ooh. No, no, no. Don't no, do that. No. Don't do that. Seven to three minute of war game, so Paul gets him. Exactly. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's uh, let's get yeah. this let's get this big boy on track here. Uh, derailed so already. It's yeah. Two minutes in. Yep. We're, so we got a new format tonight. Um, so. Uh, Fret not, listeners. We're not going to abandon our old format. We're still going to do episodes like that. But in an effort to keep us all uh, with positive bank accounts, we decided <laughs> we can't review a new war game every week. The pace was, well, ridiculous. So we're going to start taking a deep dive on the games that we like. Uh, and this show is going to be a, an exploration of that new format. So we are going to talk about Wild West Exodus tonight uh and probably in indispersed weeks over the next two to three months and uh each of these episodes we'll be doing a deep dive into a specific specific faction covering the lore uh covering the overall aesthetic uh so rule of cool and also covering the mechanics and maybe uh as a bonus i'm throwing this out there for the guys they haven't heard me say this yet but their first purchases if they were going to buy into the faction oh Ooh, i like it I like that one. That's a good one, especially so, for the for the faction we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll get to that. So, but first, let's do ho- hobby progress. Uh, Paul, what have you been up to? Uh, you know those uh, twenty one rebel troopers I've been working on for like the past year. Did you finish them? They just need to have their uh, bases taken care of. Hey, man, that's the easy part. I love basing. Basing is my favorite part yeah. of miniatures. And I have all the stuff to do it. It's just every I've been so busy recording podcasts because uh, Craig keeps asking me to to show up on his show. Sure. Uh, I, and I keep meaning to bring up some some Elmer's glue so this way I can do it while I'm on a podcast. And I, I keep forgetting the Elmer's glue. Otherwise, they'd be done. I wish you were in Wisconsin. I could give you some of this gallon of Elmer's glue that I have in my hobby desk. And I, I am not kidding. I have a legit gallon. I bought at Walmart, and I just like keep refilling a tube. That's yeah, I'm jealous. Smart way to do it. Yeah, Walmart sells them, man. Wait, let me let me make sure this thing is a gallon. I'm almost positive it's a gallon. It is a gallon. I, I, I think it was it yeah. was nine bucks. It's gonna dry out before you use it all, dude. No way, PVA. I, so I have a tube of PVA from Games Workshop that I bought in the late nineties. Uh, and I, like, they I don't even sell that anymore. I, I found it, and it was still like good PVA glue. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's a good investment. That's a really good investment. Yeah, man. Do it. That's a that's a thing for all you out there who are thinking about maybe becoming terrain makers too, because the key to flocking is a about a ten percent mixture of glue to water in a spray bottle. So, 
Yep. Um, yeah. So, so with these, I mean, with these guys, I did do some work on them. I mean, I, I did all my touch-ups. I painted all their beards, did their faces. Um, and I even went over the sides of the base with black paint. So this way there'll be nice black bases instead of, uh, whatever weird color that is fantasy flight has for the rebels and like a maroon. Red, maroon yeah. yeah. Um, so now there'll be regular, regular black bases and I just got to flock them and I have some, some moss and some sticks and stuff like that, that I'm going to put on there. So this way they really look jungly. I was going to ask you how you were going to be basing them. Yeah, I want I want them all to look jungle. Even the Tauntauns, when when they come out, I'll figure out some way to make them look a little more uh, uh, forest based mm. breed of Tauntauns. I just paint them like a brown. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That yeah exactly. Awesome. Paint them brown. Paint the riders with some jungle colors on mm. them, and and put some logs on the base, and and that should fit the theme. Yeah, yeah those will cool. look good. That will look cool. Uh, Potter, how about you? What you been up to? Uh, unfortunately haven't had much hobby progress. Uh, you know, if everybody knows that I was not on the, uh, the show last week and the reason why was because, uh, my, uh, my dad unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer. Um, but don't, don't fret. Uh, it sounds like everything's good. He had surgery last Monday. They got everything and, um, the nothing metastasized into the lymph nodes. So hopefully from this point forward, he will be cancer free. But I was down in Tennessee spending much needed time with my family while we were going through that. Hey, man, good, good outcomes. That's a good, good deal. Yeah. So uh, everything came out uh, hopefully as the best case scenario could have because uh, the, the type of cancer he had had grown um, a, a centimeter and a half since his last scan. So and it was a very aggressive type. So but he's doing well. He's at home. He's resting. I talked to him today. So he's doing real good. All right. That is very good to hear. Very relieving. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. So hopefully we're good. I'm going to go see him in two weeks. So good, 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 good. That's a, uh, that, that's definitely a uh, excusable non-hobby time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, How about you chaps? What you've been up to since uh, you got back from Adepticon? Yeah. I've been working on some stuff for our single patron who I owe a lot of models to. So I've been working on some models for them and then some bonus models for them for waiting so long and so patiently. Uh, and then also I have been working on some wild west Exodus. I don't remember if I mentioned what I bought last week, uh, uh, but I did buy the, the uh, divine order or whatever the, the posse box uh, for the order Um with uh makara leading it and then i also bought a box of uh speak a cohort uh i've got three of the speak a cohort built and the posse box built and primed so i will start painting that uh probably indispersed with these other models just so i don't lose my mind painting quote-unquote commission models um yeah so that's what i've been working on just wild west exodus and being generally excited oh also guys i had a really good i had a very um very good gaming week. I got to play a game of Malifaux. I got to play third edition Malifaux. I got to put Ulix on the table. And I got to say, man, any Gremlin players out there, Ulix is the truth. Uh, his third edition mechanics are fascinating. Uh, I don't know, Paul, Chris, do you guys know anything about new Ulix? No. No. What's he, what's he, what's he up to? So his mechanics used to be that he could just uh, he could summon pigs. He had a, a, a couple mechanics to summon pigs that were on target numbers um for piglets and also you had to like make a like a a pigogram on the floor and then you could summon a war pig um 
It was, it was I remember like, that. Right. I remember that. Yeah. So that's what I always called it was the pigogram, even though it was a triangle. But um, And then you summon the war pig. But now it's a growth mechanic. So now what you do is you name another pig minion. So you can you can turn any pig minion into any other pig minion. Um, and like going from a pig, going from a piglet to a war pig is impossible. You need like a, a 15 or a 16. So you can't do it. So you have to step it up to grow it into the war pig. Um, but again, you just do it with, uh, with target numbers, much like, uh, your standard summoning rules. And then the, the old, the new pig just replaces the old pig and they grow up and strong. Um, and it's awesome. Ulix is really good. I'm, uh, very excited. He's supporting models. Uh, have cool abilities where all of the pigs die and explode into delicious bacon, which means instead of turning into a corpse marker, you can make them turn into a scheme marker. And then they all have abilities called here piggy, where you can summon new piglets to corpses and or scheme markers. So um, very cool. Uh, it's a, it's a cool mechanic. They, I think they fixed the, the main problem with Ulix, which is that it was too easy to flood the board with pigs. It is no longer as easy to just have a bacon parade. Um, so yeah, very cool. I like that. Uh, also, I got to play a game of Wild West Exodus and a game of Eden. So just overall, a very good week. Wow, you did get to play a lot. I did not get to play, unfortunately. Yeah, it was the first week in a long time uh, that I, I just had multiple nights away from the house. I had a I had a friend come over and we played uh, we played a red oak scenario on a two by two board. So we played uh, the mission where you have three objectives on the map. I don't know the name of that, that yep. adventure. Uh, um, I yeah, I can never remember the name of them either. But I know exactly it's what like you're supply talking. run or something. And we played that on a two by two with the contents of red oak, and it was really fun. Uh, we only made it three rounds before it was just Wyatt, Jesse James, uh, but right. it was great. It was great. It was super fun, super deadly. The things you want from Wildness Exodus. Awesome. I'm jealous. I'm I'm excited that you guys are getting to play like early games and kind of just just start experimenting with the game and and finding out about it. Yeah, and the the cool thing about that uh, that Red Oak game is that I played with my my friend Howard who is uh, generally like just a kill team player and has been pretty opposed, not opposed to playing other games, but opposed to buying into other games. And he's been texting me about like looking at posse boxes now. So I'm just like, <laughs> uh, I told you once he, once he played, he would be in once yeah. he played and saw that, that expanded pressure of, of playing a game uh, like wild west exodus over kill well, team. And it, yeah. And I mean, it would, would, would draw him in. Malfo didn't really do it for him just because there it was a little bit you know overly co- not overly complex but there were just too many uh, I think interlacing things and the like non common rules and you had to know what every unit on both sides of the table did before you could even start and make informed decisions and he's not the kind of person that likes to play in the dark like that so having common rules and having him just be able to be like so what are your guys common rules do they have metal quick on the dead what are the weapon qualities like it helped him like it was good for him right it would clicked really fast so right um but yeah it was really good and i think that's one of the i I, it's funny that initially i thought that was a weakness that i didn't love about wild west exodus and i'm becoming to appreciate it more and more yeah i'm i'm with you i i thought it was a horrible thing at first and i've certainly come around on it yeah, yeah. I mean, I sure. still complain about it, so I don't know if I've come around on it. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of your job at this point is to complain. Yeah, I mean, I think I might be the show curmudgeon. 
So I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's all right. We we need a curmudgeon. You got to have that. Uh, you got to have the the contrarian for my over overly positiveness. <laughs> yeah, sounds like my marriage. Hey, oh, divorced. I joke. I joke. <laughs> he did, he's not joking. Um, all right, let's 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 get into the let's get into the main topic here. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm excited topic. to talk about this. So our main topic tonight is that we're going to take our first ever deep dive, and our first deep dive is going to be in a faction in Wild West Exodus uh, known as the Lawmen. And one of the reasons why we picked Lawmen to be the first ones is that they are actually in. One, they're one half of the Red Oak starter box, so we figured people would be very interested in hearing about them since since they're in that starter. Yep, and I'm going to give some credit to uh, community member Yan here. Uh, he pitched an idea at me when he was talking about factions, and he said that Wild West Exodus has it's a weird West game that has circles of weird around West, right? And I think what we're doing is we're starting at the center node, which is just west, right? Just west is Lawmen versus Outlaws. That's like what we know, right? Like that is definitive Wild West, the Cowboys versus the Outlaws uh, and the, you know, the Lawmen or whatever. But then you move out in the circles of weird until you get to the outermost ring of weird where you have the Order and the Watchers uh, and everything in between. So I think that's what we'll do, right? We'll start in the middle and then we'll sort of branch out into the weirder factions as we go. Perfect. I like it. All right. So, uh, Chops, you've been looking a bit into the lore of the lawmen. I have. Can you give us kind of the rundown uh, of, of what the lawmen are and, and how they fit into this weird West world? I totally can. All right. So the the lawmen, uh, the, basically in the world of Wild West Exodus, uh, all laws uh, – and the, basically, so we're just post-Civil War, the Union won – uh, and all laws take that, come... Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> the union wins, and then all laws sort of emanate out across the country from Washington. Um, and in the areas near Washington, because you know it's not the wild, untamed West, uh, it's much easier. There's lots of sort of like uh, rituals and and precedent that you know, these more sort of civilized quote unquote areas have been accustomed to. So enforcing the laws is much more even handed in those, like, you know, in the, in the colonies areas and the older areas of the, uh, the union. Um, but as we get into the West, we find the, that what's called the flaw in the system. Uh, and the flaw in the system is that, you know, the, the law while codified uh, doesn't really have explicit punishments for statutes. So, when the law gets imposed in the West, there's a lot of uh, interpretive power for the marshals and the sheriffs. And so how the rank goes is you've got the high marshals, which are like the highest order in the land. So if you want to think about a high marshal, that would be like Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp is a high marshal. And then down from there, you get to your standard marshals and then your sheriffs and then your deputized, uh, your deputies, right? So that's the the, the, the hierarchy. And essentially, these uh, these these marshals and high marshals are basically given free reign to dispense justice how they like. So you know, frontier justice is maybe uh, not as nice uh, as it would be out uh, out in the east. And um, I'm going to try to find a little section here that I wanted to read 
just so I can see this, it says, luckily, most established Eastern jurisdictions have a long tradition of precedent and custom to resort to. So the implementation of the law throughout the more structured regions of the Union is generally equitable. Many of the marshal's office have function or have functioning in one form or another over a hundred years, and their relationship with Nottingham, the Nottingham Building, which is basically where the laws emanate from in Washington, is well established. The newer territories, however, have proven much more difficult to assimilate into an existing structure. So that kind of encapsulates everything I just said, right? Where yep. uh, the the in general, there's not as much leniency for lawbreakers because these guardians of the West, as they were, are able to uh, dispense with justice how they see fit. Now, uh, there are problems that do arise in the West that are outside of the range of the marshal and the marshal service. Uh, and when this happens, um, when it, like when a standard marshal gets into trouble, they might call like a high marshal or they might call um, rangers into into play. So you've got your rangers like Wild Bill Hickok, uh, who is in the game. And he is like a, he's a ranger that can come in. And while uh, they sort of forge an easy piece with the, 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 the marshals in the areas that they come into, um, they definitely are there, you know, just to help out and uh, essentially keep the peace when the, the marshals and high marshals can't uh, can't keep it under control. But then even more and even uh, even more into that is the uh, Department of Infernal Affairs. And these are the guys who come in when it gets real scary, like uh, essentially you know, one of the things it talks about in the book is that there are dangerous and dark terrors that exists in this land. So things like the hex, things like the watchers, things like skin changers. Um, and in these situations, a lot of times the lawmen need uh, a little bit extra help. And this is when they might call in those, uh, those infernal affairs division guys. And those are like the elite of the elite. And all of these are sort of sub factions within the lawmen. So you have your, you know, your standard lawmen, you've got your uh, rangers and you've got your infernal affairs division. Um, and one other thing I wanted to highlight about the lore, uh, bef before we move on is this, uh, this little passage that says each lawman carries a thin tin shield or star on their person. This symbol all but worthless in the wider world represents lifetimes of commitment and obligation to an ideal without which they believe civilization cannot survive. Uh, and I think that passage is really important, um, because it gets at a mechanic that, comes across a lot of the lawmen. And I think, Paul, you'll probably hit on this uh, either first or pretty close to first when we start talking about play style, but that's Tin Man. Um, right. And Tin Man is an ability that, I, you know, I don't know uh, how many units outside of the lawmen have it, but it's pervasive uh, in the in the uh, lawman faction, it's you know, extremely common and many of the, many of them have it. And I think that's uh that passage sort of solidifies what Tin Man's all about, that these guys are banded together uh, and stronger together while they are enforcing justice. Uh, and, you know, they are essentially the law of the West. Right. And that's, uh, I think that's the abbreviated lore. I don't know if you guys had anything else you wanted me to hit on. So I think we can probably start talking about the aesthetics of the law, man, now. And, uh, you know, rule of cool. What are they like? What do they look like? What do they represent? Uh, who would this faction appeal to from an aesthetic standpoint? I think that is my cue. So, um, basically, this 
faction. If you guys are familiar growing up in the eighties, this faction is brave star. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't say anything. They, I think whoever designed these models at that time had that in mind and there's nothing more about it that gives that away than Black Hoof. Black Hoof. Um, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I mean, it's a, it's a freaking horse that has a big giant gun. He's robotic and he walks around on his hind legs. He does. Just but there's like also. For Brave Star. Yeah, but there's also a legendary model that rides uh, Black yes, Hoof, right? So. I, I was going to do that. It, it, the legendary Black Hoof model uh, rides into the fray with. Uh, where's that model at? Uh, with uh, Jedrick Powell. So he yeah. rides on top. Now, unfortunately, model wise, Jedrick does not look like Brave Star. But, I mean, it gets the point across. I mean, that's exactly who. You know, these guys are meant to be modeled after, you know, is, is definitely that show from the 80s. And even looking at the Lawbots, um, you know, the, the... Before you get too far from Jedrick Powell, right? Okay. There's a reason why he doesn't look like the guy from the cartoon, all right? If you hang out in their Discord or you hang out on the Dark Council, uh, you'll know of a guy named Brian Powell. And in the Discord, he goes by the name of, of Jedi Powell. That model is him in game. Which is awesome. Which is also which is also why the guy's first name is Jedrick because he's Jedi Pal. So I think I remember you saying something about that the other day, and I don't know. I I guess it just didn't trigger with me that that's who you were talking about. Yep, that is that is Jedrick Pal. That is that is Brian Pal. And I I believe that's because he was he was such a big part of the beta testing, uh, going from from one to two. That's really cool of them to do that. That's that's yep. really awesome. Yeah, very so, cool. But I mean, so going on looking at the you know the other aesthetics of the of the models, like you know, they have you know I you know I've got you know a Google image search of Brave Star up, and the, a lot of these like deputy with volcanic shotgun, you know, it's just a specialist guy that can be added to one of your hand units. And the the way that the, these models look, you know, armor wise. You know, with their with their clothes and everything, it's 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 Brave Star. That's what this faction is. So, yeah. you know, from an aesthetic standpoint, you know, if you like that kind of cool steampunk lawman kind of look that you got from that uh, from that cartoon, these guys are going to be right up your alley. Um, honestly, the only reason I didn't go with them uh, to begin with was the Lawbots. For me, the, the for me the Lawbots turned turned it off for me. But they're a little goofy. A little bit, but, you know, I get the, from a standpoint of what they're trying to do, um, you know, as a, as a faction, but, uh, they're, I mean, they're fun. They're, they're regular everyday. Their deputized gunslingers are really cool. Um, I really like the Ranger showboat posse. That's a nice, those are some nice models. Yeah. Aesthetically really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's very much almost a pure female posse of just the, these badasses with a couple of, uh, you know, cybernetically enhanced dudes in there. Yeah. I would almost say like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a cross a little bit between uh, steampunk and diesel punk, right? Like that's like, mm-hmm. the, the, it's like a blending of those two aesthetics. Um, yeah. And- I think that's a really good uh, <laughs> a comparison. And some of the models, man, are just like like amazing. Like if you look at Calamity Jane, that's one of my favorite models. She's like holding up the weight a second hand and taking a big swig off some uh, mm-hmm. off some spirits. Um, such that a model's character. amazing. 
Yeah, it's such a character from model. I really like it. Well, then, like, um, the way she's got her rifle cocked up to hold her weight a second hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, and, like, Wild Bill's model is great. Um, it's just, overall, I think the faction is just, like I said, it's like that that steampunk, diesel punk, lawman, Wild West, lots of armor. Yep. Like, lo- lots, of, uh, lots of cool metal shiny bits and, you know, cyber enhancements. Like, all the veteran deputies have like cybernetic arms some of them their arms are shotguns like oh for the lawbots yeah no like the 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 ranger veterans or whatever the uh, there's actually some like if you look at them there's like the standard deputies and then there's the veterans and the veterans even have you know some uh replaced limbs oh you know i hadn't looked at the boss i uh, that one but uh, the one i like uh i mean so i like white herbs model out of the red oak starter box yeah super cool that's a super cool dynamic pose i uh, love the way that they're, they're doing that one um uh, but even his legendary is pretty dope i like that um and then you know you can't have a uh, a war cradle uh wild west exodus faction without some tanks and some uh their interceptors so their bikes uh i think lawmen have some of the best bikes uh in the game uh specifically uh and i like the the i I prefer the old Bandit Interceptor, the classic one from the original sculpt before War Cradle Bottom Out, but the new one is still really good too, uh, and it fits a little bit more of the theme with the resculpt of what the, the Outlaws have, so you know, obviously makes it look like the Outlaws stole it, so you get a little bit more of that synergy uh, between those two factions to make the Outlaws look like the Outlaws, which I think is cool. Um, and to me, outside of Black Hoof being like the icing on the cape model-wise, uh, is the Kingsley Stern model uh, just out there with you know the judge's uh, wig on with this big old hammer? Like he's just a great model, and that hammer is real scary too. Oh yeah, uh, mod- rules wise, definitely. But I mean, then you get some cool you get some cool crossover. Like they've got Apache Kid uh, from Outlaws. Uh, he's actually in the Lawman. Well, there's a gyrocopter. That one's not coming. That one's not out yet. I don't think. I think that's no, but they have upgraded it to have artwork now. It used to oh, not have, have artwork on the cards. Yeah, yeah. And if nice. you can find the War Cradle Classic, maybe you can still get it. But uh... actually, I think the Gyrocopters are a War Cradle uh, oh, brand new sculpt. I do not believe it's the sculpt Got that it. they're reprinting. Got it. Either way, they have a Gyrocopter. Yeah, Outlaws are getting one too, and I think that they're they were the first announced like war cradle specific new models going into the game cool that weren't like reprints or resculpting of older models but i mean yeah lore wise the tech wise i mean you like that kind of like you know cops and robbers you know cowboys and indians uh this is more of that i'll put it as think about the guys in red dead redemption one when you're first walking in and you go into the town and you start working for the sheriff, these are your guys, just a lot more armor and a lot more robotics attached to them. But the, these are those guys. So if, if those are the kind of people that you're wanting, that's the aesthetic you like from the Old West, these guys aesthetically are going to be right up your alley. Yep. And again, it's fucking Brave Star. <laughs> I can't say that enough. And, and I, I love the fact that they have that, you know, that, that, wild west look to them you know they're they're all cowboy hats they're all long duster jackets and and they're all packing heat yep yep i mean that that's pretty much how they look in in the in a quick rundown of them i mean if you imagine a little bit sci-fi wild west 
that's that's exactly uh, what they should be. I mean, I only saw the movies once, but I mean, Cowboys and Aliens. I mean, picture picture Harrison Ford and those guys, and then Daniel Craig. That's kind of what you got. Just you know, long dusters, the the cowboy hats. But you know, you've got that sci-fi kind of element, that steampunky element thrown into their on in their in their armor, their get up, their gear as well too. Yep, and 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 it works. It really it, works. It, it does. It is very surprising to me. And like I said, you know, uh, I've mentioned many times when we've talked about Wild West Exodus, uh, I don't like the Western aesthetic. Uh, Westerns don't speak to me. I don't like them. This game has drawn me in. And for yeah, me to look at a faction like Lawman as my first faction when I was first looking into this game, you know that's that speaks a lot to how good the range looks because these are very typical looking cowboys and Indians kind of look. And but again, with that little slant, yeah, just yeah. with that little bit of extra steam. I mean, I'm sorry, like the, the yeah, well, and we'll get into it when when we chops you talk about your what would we our first purchases be? But I want Paul to. To have his 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 segment, yeah. So let's I mean let's dive into it, right? Like we don't have to be super individual about it either, right? Like we can all have our input, but yeah, Paul, if you want to if you want to lead us off in some rules discussion, some play style discussion. So if somebody's first looking at Wild West Exodus, you know, and and they want to know what the play styles are of the different factions, like what's the defining play style of the Lawmen? Even though there are sub factions, you know, what's the overarching sort of thing about them? So chops. When you start looking at lawmen, one of the things that you're gonna see, and this is this is something that you can tell from from the common rules that they have, and that is that they have a lot of target priority, quick in the dead. Um, so they're keeping their faces and their bosses safe, right? Yep. Because if you have target priority, that means that they're kind of slinking around a little more, and the higher the, the models that are more of a concern are the hands, right? And whatever's in front of them. The other thing that everybody has, and, and actually there's two special rules outside of the common rules that is permeates throughout the entire faction. The first one is called Tin Man, and you had mentioned it when you were going over the uh, uh, fluff a little bit, right? Yep, yep. And basically what this does is if, if – a model that has Tin Man is base to base with another model with Tin Man. They are plus one grit. Yep. And that's like, even if you have a unit of three hands and they're walking around in like a touching triangle, they all have plus one grit. Correct. Which can be huge because they're already, uh, their, their hands are already generally grit five. Yep. Mm. Right. So that, so then with Tin Man, if you position them well, they're going to be jumping up to grit six. And then grit if they're behind any cover, cover and if yeah. they're hunkered, they're easily up to grit seven or eight. So basically 10 men is their version of back to back. Yes, okay. exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and it's, it's in a few different places in the game and it'll have a different name uh, depending on the, the faction, uh, which, which gets to be kind of interesting uh, because in the lawman, you have a few union guys uh, and they end up with having the union version of it. Um, I believe it's back to back. If I remember correctly from my game with Ray, I think it's back to back. 
And yeah, it's but it, those but those two rules are separate, right? So they're not compatible. So it's not correct. Like so a, a so if you have Tin Man, yeah. you're not going to benefit from, from back the one back. that the unions have. Yeah, correct, yeah. correct. And I think that's why, it's, even though it's so, and this is where I'll get into a frustration point where I have felt like I had an issue with Malifaux 2.0, where there was a lot of you know lure and lure. You know, where two models have lure, but one model's lure means one other thing, and you know the other model's lure means something else. This is I, why I would I would argue here though it's 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 a much different problem, right? Like this isn't a problem at all. This is way better because it's like the same rule called different things, right? That's that's where I'm getting at it, and that that's where I'm getting at. It. Like for and I'm, I I probably prefaced it the wrong way where I said this is the problem. My problem was with with Malfo 2.0. For it. me, this yeah. solves a problem like that where you have a you have a rule that is the same, but it's called two different things because of the fact that you're trying to ensure that when if someone goes in and they are playing models that it's are not synergy yeah. right yeah you'll get the proper synergy going off with it because of the fact that yes you're playing lawman and union together you're not going to just make these guys stack and be uber powerful when they're not meant to be synergistic wise right, and to for yeah. me thematically that's key and you guys know i love my thematic games yeah it's real clever and it works really well right it's like mm-hmm. a, in a game where you can like intermix stuff like there's certain factions that can work with other factions that's a really helpful differentiator. And the union one is called shoulder to shoulder. Sorry, that's what it is. Shoulder to shoulder, not back to back. Sorry. Which makes sense, right? Because they're like a gun line. Yep. Yeah, very cool. And the the other thing too is that that since they are labeled differently, it allows them to, to change them, right? Because Tin Man also allows you to ignore uh, or to reroll failed yeller checks and you ignore uneven ground. Whereas shoulder to shoulder is just a plus one grid. And then there's uh and there's one other rule, right, that's very, very common, especially among the faces and bosses, which is I'm sure what you meant by the second one. No, the, I mean well, no, that one shows the one that if it's the one that I'm thinking of, uh it so shows dead or up alive. pretty much everywhere. Yeah, dead or alive shows up almost everywhere. Uh as far as I can tell with a with a quick cursory glance is that half of the union or the, half of the hands units do have dead or alive. And it, this, this goes kind of oh, they do. Yeah, to the, uh, yeah, to the idea that they're, they're lawmen, right? If, if what's the, what's the saying, you know, bring them to me dead or alive. Right. Right. Yep. So it, it's allowing them to take a model that's already stunned or disordered, you know, kind of already beat up. And gives them a better chance to take them out of the game by making any attack against them have the lethal quality, which means that they have to re-roll any saved crit checks. And that's uh that actually makes it it de-incentivizes quick and the dead, right? Because the second no, you because take... no, 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 because the the only only if oh, you're playing hunkered. with the old rules. Oh, right, oh, because oh, now yeah. it's giving you hunkered. Right, right. So sorry, I meant uh, not quick and the dead. I meant um, metal. Well, you you want to take metal either way because you're going to so die. die, right? Yeah, you're die. Yep. Right. So, it's, like so it's you, just increasing your chances of getting off of the off of the table once you have that you condition that. on you. Yeah. But but the thing is, chops, and I don't know if you got into this because you might have been looking at at the special and common rules. But if you look at just about everybody in this faction has a melee weapon that gives you stun. Yep. Uh, the and iron ass baton they almost exactly. all have it. 
Exactly. So if you're already stunned, you're already screwed because mm-hmm. you're going to be you're going to be lethal right off the bat. Plus, you're going to be minus one to all of your stats. And then if you meddle on top of that, now you're disordered. You're going to be in a situation where everything you have is minus one. Yeah, very quickly. You're in deep shit for sure. Now, on the other hand, though, that balances out. And the way that they've managed to balance this out is that lawmen don't have a very high pierce value across the board. Uh, most of their weapons are pierce one or two. Well, there is yeah. very few that are pierce three. And I believe one that can get down to pierce six, one or two. Yeah. And I think wide Earp has a pierce four gun. So, yeah. and, I, and I think one of the vehicles might have a, a pierce four, but I think yeah. that's, I think that's about it. And yep. for the majority of it, it's Pierce 1 or Pierce 2 because you're so likely once you close in on somebody to be getting those conditions up on them and, and decreasing their stats that you want to make sure that it's it's backed up a little bit in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Right. And it gets really scary when you have a model facing you down like Furio Montoya, right, who has an ROA 2, Pierce minus 1, parry, stun, disrupt, brutal weapon that goes – uh, lethal because she has dead or alive and she's on fight seven. So like if she gets on on you and focuses a fight, you're, you're done for. Yeah. She is nasty. So, yeah. I mean, looking at these guys, the way you guys are talking about the rules, cause I, I haven't looked at their cards in depth. I mean, it, it's sounding from a play style wise and let me know if I'm wrong on this, Paul, but these guys seem like a very, very much of a combined, a short range combined arms. Army. It is. It, that, so that's, that's exactly what it yeah. is. So when I said overarching play style, that was what I was just the softball I was lobbing for Paul is that they're the combined arms army. They are definitely the combined arms army. Well, I mean, they're they're one of them because you know there there are Union. other sure no, yeah Union Union actually I would say yes Union can do it gunline yeah. they are very much a gunline um for the majority of their models they can pull off that combined arms feel they can definitely do it um but. Watchers is to me is the other oh, combined arms combined faction, arms. and it, and now their 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 model range is very limited right now because they're one of the the smaller uh, factions out there with a model count. So you know, but they've got you know with their chigos, uh, which are melee oriented, their locust, which are more ranged, and then you've got their hands, and then you've got a couple of faces out there that are you know, and then you've got your your morphers, your skin changers that can morph really into whatever you want. So to me, they they would fit that combined arms, but Lawman definitely fit that bill from what you're yeah, they do. They definitely and, do. And as I was going through all the cards, one of the things that I realized, and, and I think this kind of encourages you to play them combined arms, is that a lot of their ranged weaponry is sitting in that 10 to 12 inch range. And, that, and yeah. that's why I said that short range combined arms feel. Well, that's the thing, right? right? So, you want to like you want to take models off metal with, with a model and then close in with your headers. Right. Yeah, you want somebody like Furio to be able to go in and just finish everybody off. And you've actually got quite a few models with drag too, right? So like you can, you know, then do some if if you're a good positional player, you can do some fun stuff with that. I'm liking this. I mean, it's this is uh, this is making my competing for my second faction. Yeah, they're definitely my second faction. I thought I was going to go enlightened. Like I, I flirted with the idea that I'd go Enlightened and I flirted with the idea I'd go Hex and I've read all the cards for both those factions and I really like Enlightened. I love Recursion Armies. It's a, 
I'm a big fan. But the more I read the Lament, the more I like the sort of uh, interlocking synergies that they have together, uh, and the way that their you know their units are costed in a way that you can have these like really cool combined arms forces. Sorry, I just yeah. pulled I pulled up a uh, friend of the friend of the show Jim's handy uh, application here to pull up these cards, and there is a lot of lawmen. Yes, there are a lot of lawmen cards because they're one of the original uh, factions well, in the game. Obviously, the, the, I, I guess it's because of the fact that their web store makes it look like it's smaller. I think because of the fact that so much are being rewritten or they're so, outlaws. So this wouldn't be one of my first purchases, but can I talk to you guys about one of my favorite models in the faction? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So one of my favorite models is Legendary Wyatt Earp. Mm-hmm. Now, how how much have you guys looked at his card? Uh, he's pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, I'm. Uh, unfortunately, I thought I was right on him, and I'm trying to get to him. And I was trying to like not be the guy that was like killing airtime. <laughs> uh, uh, but I was looking at Morgan Earp's legendary rather than that's Wyatt exactly what I was doing. And now I'm, I'm flipping through. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the thing about Wyatt Earp's legendary card um, and the thing that's so awesome about him, um, it, at least in my opinion, is his, uh, his ability that to bring uh, dogs with him. Yeah. Jesse James's legendary has the same ability. The Sikkim yeah, so- rule. Yeah, so he's got a rule called Sikkim. And when you there's a thing in in crew building in this game where you build a posse and every person fits into a slot and you have a boss slot, right? Um, and so with this rule, you can take a unit of canine automata, and that can be either the canine gun dogs or the canine attack dogs. Uh, they're both canine and automata, so either one is fine. At the appropriate uh, at, at the appropriate point cost, but then they are considered to occupy that posse slot. So you can still have the elite rule that you get for taking a wider posse. So you turn them elite. But the really cool thing that this one does is that you can use one of his action points and you can nominate a model within 18 inches. And then any of your canine automata can focus their shoot or strike action, strike actions against that model. And if you know anything about for this free, thing, right? For free. For, no, it's one action point. Well, they but, oh, oh, they t- they focus for free. Yeah, Correct. yeah they right. focus for free. Yeah, and so the the disgusting thing about that, right, is that these models are all tasked already. So like they already all have to a- attack the same target anyway. Um, but you could potentially sick like six attack dogs onto one model and like it's it's going to be like i would argue there aren't a lot of models that are going to easily survive six attack dogs and those attack dogs can move 9 inches yeah and especially if they're if they're using fortune to go faster right then you're talking about 11 inches mm-hmm. well uh, actually but attack dogs are rapid so they're moving the 9 inches I don't think uh, I don't think as uh, their focus. Yeah, I don't think. Gun, oh, I don't right. Think yeah, it's, it's 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 base seven, rapid nine. Yeah, when I right. said nine, yep. I meant yeah, they're full, they're full movement. But even still, like that's a big threat range, right? Whoa. So they can just like bounce nine inches, and they also have like they also have the ability to take free moves at the beginning of the game. So if you're clever with with Wyatt, you know you can deploy him, and then you can put the dogs in a place where they can run out from behind like some part of hard cover and just melt a model with Sikkim. 
I just think it's like one of the coolest gambits in the game. And I don't know if I'd hire a full 300 points worth of them, but I'd definitely take three of the dogs. Yeah. Well, then also with Surefoot on them as well, too. They're just ignoring the terrain. Which... The cover, yeah. They just like blast through stuff, man. They're like the dogs from that Black Mirror episode. They're terrifying. Yeah. So I, I don't think know if they're... you guys have any other cool things that you saw like that. I mean, I was, uh, as I was going through, I was just absolutely enamored with the dead or alive mechanic. You know, that when you're engaged with a stunned or disordered enemy model, they, they gain lethal on, on all melee weapons. Um, you know, and here I am looking at Doc Holliday and, oh no, that's a range attack. I mean, you know, he's got the, 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 the iron ass baton that everybody has. And even though it's Pierce 1... Uh, if you're going to be lethal, everybody's re-rolling their checks, so you're going to want to be uh, rolling tens. I mean, it's just it just is an interesting way to be able to get more damage and, and a good chance of killing your enemy um, without having to make it through like a ridiculous stat number. You know, right. to to not have to give everybody a minus three or a minus four or something like that. Yeah, and then you have to be really careful because there are some models that have much more dangerous melee weapons. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And then that's when you want to be uh, standing next to your buddy pretty close. <laughs> yep. For sure. So one of, the, one of the things that I did, and this is, this is maybe before we get into uh, what you would buy first. But one of the things that I did was, was I asked around a little bit to find out what people may have thought was like the essential model that just screams lawman. Either of you got a guess as to what the answer was like resoundingly i would say it's the standard wyatt earp that's exactly what it was mm-hmm. yeah i mean white Earp was why it was either going to be white Earp or earl shepherd it's going to be the one of those yep yep wyatt earp just and and you know everybody was saying he he both in play style and in look he just screams lawman i mean he's got the you know he's got the hat he's got the the armor on uh, you know, he's got, he's got really good abilities. He's got that, that, uh, baton that gives you the stun. Um, he has one of the best stat lines in the game. Him. Yeah. I mean, aim seven, fight seven, grit six grit seven. with mm-hmm. tin man. I'll take it. Yeah. And four fortune, uh, quick, like quick eight. Right. Well, well, well I guess I'm, I'm going to say, wait, 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 I want to make Potter vomit. What? He's, I want to, I want to, I want to make Potter sad, right? His magnum peacemaker. Revolver fan, brutal, close work, crit shred, Pierce four. Yeah, I know he's better. I was like, I was like at the mounted one. He's yeah. better than Jesse James. I know. I get it. I don't know that it makes him better than Jesse James. Jesse James is going to put out more, more no. shot. This is only rate of attack one. Jesse James is James. Jesse, Jesse, so is only Jesse James, but his has got revolver fan. That's why. Oh no, but he's got. Sorry, he's ready for attack two. Sorry. You're yeah, right. so he can so go up to four that, if you right. Yeah, because he's got and, two. He, and he's and he's grit or Pierce three. So I mean, that's not that much worse. Uh, Pierce four though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Pierce four is pretty big. Plus Pierce, Pierce four plus bunker. So if he doesn't move, he's grit eight. Yeah, yeah Hunkered, that's pretty grit, nasty. Hunkered, he's, he's grit, grit nine. nine. Hunkered behind cover, he's grit ten. Yeah, right. He goes yeah. go get fucked when you're shooting at him. Yep. Yeah, which basically at that point you need to you need to roll a crit failure. Right. So, oh, but you can't you guarantee can't hunker. rolling a crit failure. You can't. You, no, you can't hunker and take bunker because a hunker is a move action. So, technically, grit nine I think is the highest you can get. Yeah, but you can take the hunker action when you're aiming. You can that. quick, but you can quicken the dead. Oh, right, and then you're up to. You're not taking sure. the move action. 
Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then if yep. you want, and I don't know why you would do this, but if you get shot at, you go, okay, hunker. You lose quick in the dead, but so again, like I said, I don't know why you would do it. No, you would just, yeah, you would just quick in the dead. Right. Which is not a move action. So again, now you're crit 10. Gross. Yeah. yeah. He belongs he's in a, union the way that he's got crit. <laughs> Fuck. Well, yeah, he's, lawman, he's really lawman in union. Now here's the thing though, is, is lawman in union and, and are, are both part of, well, the union or the confederated the union government. Yeah. Right. Right. So government it, yeah. It, it makes sense that both of them have some similar mechanics. Exactly. To be able to get that higher level grit, but without doing it in the same way. Well, yeah. I mean, look at Morgan Earp. I mean, his legendary, he gets shield aura. So for one action point, he gets plus one grit, bumping him up to grit eight because he's grit seven base. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of that in this faction. From a boss standpoint, it looks like. Well, no, because I mean, everybody else has has uh, Tin Man. Yep. True, true. And then, yep. so, and then some of them, like like Calamity Jane, has for the boys. And then you want to you want to screw it up even more. Apache Kid is in there. He has forward Echelon, which gives hands units within three inches of him and himself. I'm sorry. Grit. I'm sorry. We did forget that White Earp and Morgan Earp both have Tin Man as well too. So Grid Eleven. Right. So I mean, at that point, either way, it's it's a it's a crit fail to. Correct. Unless you've got Pierce Four, right? Because sure. then you have a then you have a chance. In which case, you know, he's still grit six, which is fine. <laughs> right. Yep. I mean, I'll like I said, you have a chance. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like it's gonna gonna absolutely destroy him. Plus, you know what? The other thing too that I'm realizing as I'm looking at this is that uh, it seems like most of their bosses are uh, Fortune Four. Uh, yeah, Fortune yeah. Four. Yep. Yep. It looks like everybody but Wild Bill. Is that Fortune Four? Earl Shepard's Fortune Three as well, and more and regular Morgan Earp is Fortune Three. But still, there's a lot of Fortune Four, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of Fortune One faces too. Yeah, a lot of and a lot of their faces have a fortune. Yep, there's Warren, a lot of Fortune Pat, One faces. Doc Holliday, Mick Ironclad, Nate Beringer. I mean, they even Grace have a support Myrtle. unit that has fortune. So. Yeah, oh, I think yeah, yeah, I yeah. think from a face perspective, only the Copley sisters don't have fortune. Right. So we're talking about a very versatile. Oh uh, no, uh, Sierra Icarus. If you're looking at it from a, you know, she doesn't because she works for the lawmen, so she doesn't. And if you bring if you bring uh, legendary Jedrick Pal in 2020, their fortune that they would have normally is combined into two. Oh my god, he's got dead eye. They have a really oh. badass sniper too, by the way. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Ida Saxon? Yeah. Uh, that's a support model you were talking about, huh? I don't think I... Oh, and Mercury Jones has a fortune. Yeah, so Ida Saxon, I mean, she's got a... She's got this weapon, man. Eagle Hyper Volley Gun, Shred Linked, so you're rerolling your misses and you're ignoring at least one bit of terrain. Crit yeah. Lethal, Range yeah. 20, Pierce 3, Rate of Attack 1. But that's not all, Paul. Ooh, because That's not all, because Reed, Sprit, Reed Spirit Aim... I I'm familiar. I'm a warrior nation player. I'm yeah. extremely yeah. familiar with spirit aim. Right. So she can use her, her like mind stat, right. If her, if her shoot goes down lower than she'd like. Yep. And um, then you're just and, ignoring all of the, all of the, uh, the grit checks terrain in the way. I mean, you still, you yeah. still get to use the, the bonus for the grit checks, but you ignore it on the shot. Yep. Right. Sorry. Yeah. And then she's also got undercover. 
Yeah, and she also has undercover. Which we saw in the Adepticon. Yeah, it's a little good. But yeah, so guys, let's uh let's in an attempt to wrap up the discussion. What would be your first purchase? Uh Paul, why don't you lead us off? I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, if I was getting into this faction, the first thing I would buy would be the Red Oak starter box because it's an easy in and it's giving you the badassery of uh Morgan and White Earp. And those two guys are not Morgan. Was it no, Morgan? it's it's Doc Holliday. It's who Doc is I'm sorry. incredibly yes. badass. Yeah, who's ridiculous. And again, talking about thematic, he's wearing a mask to help with his tuberculosis that he died of in real life. And we haven't talked about the fact that he has razor a razor blade card deck. Yeah, razor yeah. sharp card deck. Yeah, <clears throat> with decapitate. So he's right. going to cut your head off with it. Um, and he shoots like a mofo. Yeah, uh, Revolver fan, close work, right of a rate of attack two, aim eight. Yeah. So I mean that's that's fantastic. And then you're also oh he's also got gambler and quick draw and gun. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, um, he's he is one of the best faces, I think. He's so good. Yeah. Hundred seven hundred seventy five points, that's pretty insane. But to be able to get him and Wyatt Earp and then an interceptor know, was, and a couple doggies. Yeah, because if I if I'm playing by myself, I can make those outlaw or lawman bikes. So yep. I'm gonna have them, so I can have two bikes, two two gun dogs, two attack dogs. No, you have four gun dogs and four attack dogs because both sides get them. No, it's no, no, no. It's two and two. Yeah, it's two and two. There's four dogs total in the box. Oh, is it okay? Then I just made everything for my outlaws. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I just claimed everything for the outlaws. Yeah, it's 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 one of it's it's what one of each for each side. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a that's and, and we talked about it the last time we talked about Wild West Exodus is that the starter box is just really good. So oh, it is. A lot I of mean, we talked about it. At the top, we talked about it. It at the top of the show. Yeah. Like I just played yeah. a game with it and had a really great time. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's 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 a great deal. And then honestly, after that, I would absolutely uh, have to get a uh, legendary uh, Jedrick pal in, in 2020 because uh, it's just freaking awesome. Uh, you know, dude riding a metal horse how can how can you go wrong with that yeah it's hard to argue dude it's it's really hard to argue um so what's my limit here if i say my initial purchase what's my if you if we're saying i'm going to make my initial buy-in for a faction what's my dollar limit uh let's go with a faction box a posse box just a posse just box, a posse uh, box. See, do, that, do, that, do what i did posse box plus one there you go okay posse box plus one blister Oh man, that really changes my math to a point where Chris, you should go. Okay, so <laughs> this is super simple. Infernal investigation. I yeah, because you want black. Hoof. I want black hoof playing. I don't care. The the I will tell you right now. Brave Star was one of my favorite shows as a kid. It's I, when Netflix put it on. Briefly, I watched an episode and I was like, "Oh my god, this show is garbage." But I loved it <laughs> so much as a kid. The nostalgia in me. I want that fucking horse. Yeah, yeah, gotta it's, have, uh, gots to have it. But if um, you know, taking that out of consideration, uh, I would probably first purchase the Ranger Shobo Posse. Just seems a lot of fun, model wise. Yeah. They got some really dynamic models in there. Um, they just look like a ton of fun to paint. Uh, so plus, you know, Wild Bill, not a bad boss to start off with. I don't think either. Um, he's nowhere near the levels of like Wyatt or, you know, Kingsley Stern, but he's, he's still decent with an aim seven, uh, 18 inch pierce two, uh, rifle. So 
I think I think there'll be a good uh, posse box to start with. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's it's really hard for me to to argue. Um, so I think I would go uh, if I if I had to do one blister and one posse box, I would get Infernal Investigations and Nanako Gosen. Oh, I think that would be yeah, Nakano. Yeah, that would so, be she's so good. That would be my two purchases. I think um, now, like my heart, right? If you guys had said you know you can spend like eighty to a hundred bucks on your initial buy-in, then I would say a hundred percent without question. I'm buying Morgan Earp's box. I'm buying an extra box of Lawbots. I'm buying, uh, and I'm buying Infernal Investigations. And the reason is because Morgan Earp's posse bonus uh, gives him the ability to take uh, essentially all of the Automata Lawmen, um, which uh, Black Hoof counts in either one of those slots. Uh, and then he also makes all, he turns all the robots off tasked, which one of the reasons that the, the, the they're even fair is because they're all tasked. Uh and turning off, like giving giving all of those robots the ability to fire on whenever they want, all of a sudden turns Morgan Earp's posse into a fucking nightmare. Uh, and I think that's what I would want to play. I would I would really like to play uh, the Morgan Earp led robot posse. Yeah, that actually sounds really fun. I'm not gonna lie. Um, uh, fun for the person playing it, not against it. Jeez. Oh yeah. yeah. Because yeah. he can also take the tank too, right? So that's like uh, another thing that fits into his slot. So you get black, you get him and Black Hoof. And the cool thing is, like, there's no faces in that posse, so it sort of like negates a whole bunch of your opponent's glory cards, um, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that is that is definitely a thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, pretty neat. Uh, and I think that's what my, my, my if I was going to buy into Lawman, uh, and I might at some point, I think they'd be my second faction. That would be my my initial purpose purchases would be Infernal Investigations and Morgan's Box. Um, and that's where I'd go. That's where I'd branch out from. Can, can, can we take a step back a moment and talk about the Ironhide? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the tank I was just talking about. Yeah, I uh, because it's a capacity of 10, so it can bring 10 models on it uh-huh um transported units can shoot out of it so at that's minus scary. two at minus two but still um and its weapon is a is gatling fusillades so it's gatling so it's linked heavy and brutal which means you're re-rolling your shots it's brutal so you're getting a bonus hit it's crit lethal it's freaking rate of attack six mm. yeah and you can put robots in it that aren't tasked, right? Like yep. they can just like fire indiscriminately out of it. Yep. And I mean that's 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 six shots that you're gonna re-roll. You know, yeah, and, and if good. you're I mean if you and if you focus it, I mean you're you're aim six on that. Um you know, which brings you into that possibility of of hitting with all of them. That's that's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's very good. They're very, it, very good. I think I threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> Well, good. Yeah, that's how combo. that's how we wanted to make sure you you uh, finished up the you show. Finished off the night. Yeah, that's Just a, little, a little worried about spotting them across the table. I need to go. <laughs> I need to go brush my teeth now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Ironhide is whew, pretty good. Um, the yeah, other one a, though, the, 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 the Grit Eight vehicle is pretty good too. Um, 
but yeah, the iron hide is awesome. You, you know, honestly, I've I've not been let down by any of the the, the big tanks so far that I've seen in the game rules wise. Um, I think the only one I would probably have to say from a tank perspective is probably Watchers, um, and that's only because of the current deep strike rules in the game because it's almost impossible to bring that thing up where it's not gonna die. So let me let me talk about the other tank for you here. So the other one is the Judgment, which is the Are you other about one. to this talk one? about incarceration? Well, I, I was thinking about talking about incarceration, which is <laughs> disgusting. Uh, so I mean that that definitely factors in. So the Judgment is a, a, another big tank. It's awesome. It's uh, two hundred twenty points, and this is the Grit Eight tank I was talking about. So this one only has capacity six. Can't high. Can't have quite as many guys in it, but it's still tough and durable, and it's Grit Eight. So it's uh it's gonna take a pounding before it, you know you're you're too worried about it um now the main thing this thing does and there's a thing about vehicles in wild west exodus and that's that anything with the vehicle special rule can fire all of its ranged weapons uh and this thing has an electro net la- launcher that has drag tangle torrent and a critical of disrupt uh and then it also has uh, a cannon that has refined heavy and blast with so, Pierce 3. With Pierce 3 and rate of attack 1, right? So that thing is gross, right? But the Electronet launcher... Uh, and now Tangle stuns models, right? Is that what that does? Uh, you you have to fail a fight check. But then you get stunned. Then you Yes, if you fail the fight check, then you are stunned, which ties <laughs> into incarceration. Yep. And now also remember that any of your guys that come off of this thing close to enemies... Uh, can walk up and start pounding on them with their melee weapons that all have stun on, right? And yep. so when you activate the Judgment, uh, it has at the end of this unit's activation, D5 plus 1 stunned or disordered small bottle maces, or, uh, small base models within 8 inches are immediately removed from the player the play area. Models for removal are chosen by the opposing player. So you basically just stun and arrest everyone in the, in the room. Uh Mm-hmm. yeah it's so good and if you look there's like jail cells on the judgment <laughs> it's basically a paddy wagon yeah it's it's really really cool uh and that that would be another purchase that would go with my uh my robot posse yeah, you're 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 definitely up there because those those tanks are not cheap yeah they're 100 bucks i'm saying though the first purchase though just to get on the board you don't need this thing no but it's a it's it's a pretty nice one mm-hmm yeah, it's it's real cool, and it looks like it would take some airbrush paint, something nice. Yep, yep, lots of nice flat surfaces. Yep. Anyway, so I think that's a that's a pretty deep dive on the lawman. This was a fun yeah. episode, you guys. Yeah, yeah this was this. great. I'm looking forward to doing this for everybody, um, and then and then other games that we have talked about that will surprise everybody with later on. Yes, we we are not going to only do this with Wild West Exodus. So if you like this, give us some feedback because uh, we are going to cover other games. Uh, and, and that can cover the gamut of any of the games that you know we love and have talked about. Yeah. So That's right. So, Paul, how can they leave us feedback? Uh, well, one of the best places to reach us is through our Discord channel, which the link is in the description below. We are also on Facebook. Um Twitter and Instagram and all of those are at three men in a war game. And it's the number three. Uh, heck you could even go old school and email us. Imagine that email is old school. Um, three men in a war game at gmail.com. And uh, 
if you're in the uh, Raleigh area, come well, or the Madison area, come play games with us. That's a really good way to to give us some feedback. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's how you can get in touch with us. Cool. Um, so also, can, uh, also, oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say thank you to our patrons uh, for continuing support. Uh, you guys are going to make things like us traveling to conventions and meeting up, uh, buying better recording gear, and hopefully getting some battle reports with painted minis uh, up on the YouTube machine, uh, which will be pretty cool. Um, if I get a camera, I think I'd also start painting on Twitch. So, you know, that you guys' support helps, and we're not doing nothing with it. Um, also, right. thank you to Static Static as a City for our badass opening and closing theme music. Yeah, so that that covers all that. But one thing we didn't do before we got into to this because we had such a good segue. Chops, final thoughts on the Lawman? They're fucking rad. I probably would have <laughs> bought them if I had read all the cards before I bought order. <laughs> all right, Potter, your final thoughts on Lawman? I'm debating now between them and Union as my second faction. Ah. Um, I hate you guys. And and for me, I'm just gonna say there's a fucking gyrocopter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get much cooler than that. Yeah, and uh, so I think that'll that'll take us on into the uh, sunset of the wild west. Yeah, so I'm gonna try this uh, very sick with a sore throat here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>